Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we reviewed the Marvel movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We talk about these ten rings and how they fit on somebody's arm. (laughs) We do a spoiler horn so if you haven't seen it you can still hear our review and then hear about everything else in the movie. Spoilers after the horn. Because after the horn we go to Romance Corner. We talk about Talo, we talk about the final battle, Yes, all of it. And Nate and I are actually recording in the same room this time. All this and more on Movies on the Side. This is one of the rare instances where Nate and I got to sit in a movie theater side by side together in person I just was redundant three times over. It's like, wait till the plane comes to a full and complete stop. You'll never not hear that again. Anyway, we saw Shang-Chi in a movie theater together at what? I mean, it was like 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) You fell asleep for 10 minutes in the theater. I did. I I fell asleep a little bit during the It was 10 minutes. It was recliner seats, which, you know, they were pretty nice. This was a... Was it a, a Regal Cinema in Orlando, Florida? We watched this together. I will say, I think the seat that I was in was like the very center of the theater, and my headrest was very worn, which I felt a little funny about. Like, there's been a lot of heads Ooh, that have rubbed against it. I didn't notice that about my headrest. I think it was because mine was like the center center. <laughs> And I, like when I leaned back, because we also like ran the seat in. seat prime. Okay, first of all, this just a little background, because I think this is worth it. We were going to do an escape room. We didn't get one, and I wanted to avoid it at the time. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and, so, and we thought to ourselves, hey, this movie's going to come out on Disney Plus in like five days. <laughs> Let's go spend money to actually see this in theaters. I, did, I wanted to see it in theaters. So we, it was exactly like 9.12, and the, the movie started at 9.15, I think. I think the movie was at 9.10. I think we rolled up to the box office. At 9.15? Yeah. Af- and it's like... We raced to the movie theater, and then we ran. You know, I've noticed, Nate. You walk very fast. I you do. you have long legs. Long legs, and so like they I call was, me Daddy Long Legs now that I'm a dad. So you were briskly walking to the theater. I was basically running, trying to keep up, mm-hmm. and so it, I was like hot. <laughs> like I was like sweating, and then we got yep. to the theater, but we made it in time to still see an entire preview. So we did not miss any of this movie. I did turn to you and say. Steven, if we get to this movie and it has started, <laughs> threaten me, it will ruin me. But we, I made have it. been wounded by coming to movies like 15 minutes after the movie started. It's a terrible feeling. Is that you is, can't enjoy it in, in my childhood? Oh, and you're, <laughs> you're still thinking about it. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Do you remember mom. one movie that that happened with? No, it's happened to me too. It's a terrible feeling, so I understand. But anyway, we made it. We saw the entire movie together. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about Shang-Chi. And the legend of (laughs) the Ten Rings. Anyway, Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings. But before we jump into it, you have an official apology that you would like to make. I do. I have to say, for those who listened to the Dune episode, I pronounced the director's name so incredibly wrong. I said Denis Villeneuve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the U and the E are the opposite way. He is French-Canadian. It is Denis Villeneuve. 
And I have to say, I said his name so many times so, so wrong that I feel quite bad. So sorry, Denis. I mean, I said it like Daniel Villanueva. <laughs> <laughs> like that's as far off like yeah even you worse. know what we were probably so wrong in the pronunciation that you people know, didn't know he'll we never find about. himself there because no. you know no. i mean he listens all the names wrong he listens to the podcast but he, i think oh, he'll just block that out. he's a big fan of the podcast the whole dune cast yeah, actually is a big fan shang chi legend of the ten rings marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. i'd wanted to see this in theaters mm-hmm. if you're listening to this now and you haven't seen it yet it is on disney plus right now as you listen so you can just Watch it on there for free. No, like, premiere access needed. I had no background to this story at all. I have no idea. I just knew it had something to do with the rings, and there was going to be lots of flipping and fighting. Right. In the 80s, I knew that Stan Lee wanted to make this movie. Oh, really? He wanted to actually use the son of Bruce Lee, Brandon Lee. Oh, wow. uh, Wanted to cast in it. But the whole thing fell through back in the 80s. Interesting. Okay. Well, the whole movie centers around... Sean, the main character's name, played by Simu Liu, right? Yep. And his friend, Katie, played by Aquafina, which is clearly a stage name like Bono and Cher. (laughs) Stephen is saying that to himself because he just learned it was a stage name. I mean, I figured it was a stage name. Spoiler alert. Stephen was confused. Her actual name is Nora Loom. You look to me like... I you were looking up all the pronunciations. No, I took one semester of spoken Mandarin, and but you know what? That barely helps me. <laughs> it really doesn't. I just want to talk about Aquafina for a second. Whenever I see a movie with her in it, I think she was also in the Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Asians. She was in that movie. Voice of Raya and the Last Dragon. She was right. the voice of the dragon, the titular dragon. I think she's a great actress. I think I love her in all of these movies. So your hesitancy in saying that is what I go through whenever I see her on screen in the first like 30 seconds. Right. I hear her speak and I see her and I'm like, do I think, do I like her as an actress? And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, she's great. Yep. I'll see her in whatever. And I think she does a great job. And like, even her voice is just so unique. You know, she's got that raspy voice. Right. But then I love it like 10 minutes into the thing. And so I think just like in those movies in this one, I think she does a great job. I also think she has enough range yes. as an actress that I have a little bit of concern, or I, at least I did, that she might be like the next Melissa McCarthy and like do her oh, shtick right. over and over and over and over right. and over again. But yes. I think she's got enough range to like, she's played like serious roles, not just like the goofy character, but she right. has that depth as well. So yeah. I... I'm so excited to see her in more movies. Yes. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't. I wonder, yeah. how, I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old. All right. What is, what is your name change logic? I loved how the movie opened. It was a bunch of action at the opening, but it was explaining the legend of the Ten Rings and how they've been passed down. <laughs> did you just raise your hand? <laughs> I did. I'm in the same room as you. <laughs> yes. I'm so confused about these Ten Rings. I think the origin of the Ten Rings are going to be explained later. What? We didn't stay around for the post credit scenes, which I was I was a Wait, little the upset whole, about. Wait, the whole first scene was explaining those Ten Rings. It's called The Legend of the Ten Rings. It explained that they've been around forever and they've been passed around and the people who wear them live a long time. But it never talked about like how they were created. I don't match any artifacts from our codex. Oh, we're going to find out that they're like some Galactus or some (laughs) 
some big alien being like Josh. We, Josh, now, if you're listening, I'm so watched, sorry. We haven't watched Eternals yet. Maybe that's. I have. I've oh, seen Eternals. Do they talk about ten? No, rings they in there? don't. Okay. They don't. Okay, I need to talk about those ten rings for a little bit more. Sure. Right sure. here. Yeah. These ten rings, they just kind of showed up somewhere. Well, we don't know the origin. That's what I'm saying. We saw the scene. What did? I was a little falling asleep. <laughs> you were falling asleep at the beginning. I thought no, okay, you fell asleep okay. later. So then we got the main bad guy. Yes. Had the rings. He had the rings for a long time. Then he fell in love right. in a slow motion fight scene. Yes. And then he put the rings away, right? Yes. And we're talking about the character is Zhu Wenwu, which is the dad. It's Sean's dad. Right. Who has had the rings for, like, I guess he's lived for thousands of years. Right. Played by Tony Chu Wai Leong. He's the dad character who right. had the rings forever. And he made his army called the Ten Rings. Which can I just say from a branding standpoint, name it something different. Like right. You, you have 10 rings. Call your army something else. The 11th ring. Like, yeah, like, the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> call their fans the 12th man. Oh, really? Yeah, because like they are the, the, the 11 players on the field. Uh, you, and then the fans are the 12th man. He should ah. call them the 11th ring. Ooh, like, listen, good. I'm that's not complete right until you guys come in. Yeah, and he can call, he can call himself the Lord of... Never mind. Oh, that was good. That <laughs> was very you. good. Thank okay, you. so these rings, I yes. do have to say, are they all the same size? Okay, Nate, this, I wanted to talk about this. The entire movie I'm thinking about, okay, wait a minute. Whenever he put them in the box where uh-huh. we see them not on a person, right? they're all the same size ring. They're all the same diameter. They are chunky, too. They're very big rings. <laughs> they're I'm, they're I'm, bracelets, really. I mean, they're not rings. But bracelet, uh, bracelets make them sound like actually fun to wear. They're like These small hula impra- hoops. <laughs> <laughs> they're arm hula hoops. <laughs> they are arm hula hoops. And they're very chunky, very big. And it seemed like when he was wearing them, but not fighting... Uh-huh. they still retain the same diameter and they all kind of like fall to his hand. Like they're kind of big and they all like gather together like at the end of his arm or something. Oh, I thought he was kind of shoving them up his arm and they were kind of staying in place a little better. Maybe, but when he fight, when they fight, the rings like become... Boost out. But they also like adhere to the arm. And like the rings closer to the wrist are smaller because the diameter of the arm is smaller and they like fu- they like stuck to the arm and but they, they were have separated to be big enough because when he shoots himself up into the air what he's right, doing right. is he's pushing like he's wearing giant very chunky slinkies on his <laughs> arms and he's like <laughs> boosting them pushing them down into the ground yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. going up but my important question to you this is this steven these rings basically grant you immortality and they don't let you age Right. But do you always have to be wearing those rings? And if so, is that worth it? <laughs> do you want to spend a thousand years with big chunky bracelets trying to shower around those guys? Yeah. I mean, technically, I guess you could take them off when you go in the shower and you're just adding you age a little. 10 minutes on your life, I guess. Man, you better shower with purpose. Once he found Lee in the forest, played by Fala Chen, yes. who he married. He said, now I have a reason to grow old. And that's when he put him in the box. Right. So he gets older, I guess, yeah, when he's not wearing them. He then puts the rings back on. And the rings don't make him bad, right? This is not a... This is not a ring from Lord of the Rings situation. Lord of the Ring. It doesn't corrupt you. 
No. But it does mean that Absolute because you power. have them, you do get you do get kind of called to and summoned to release the Kraken. The Kraken the demon because you thing. have the rings, right? It's sort of like it, I don't know how we, we have to, to we have to, to explain some of this stuff. We have to explain some of this plot well, for it to make sense. I think we should review this. I think we should talk a little a bit about the main character. Okay, 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 okay. And then okay. we'll give our rating, and then, and then we'll, we'll talk about Spoiler Horn. All right, so let's do all that so we can go into it. The main character, again, Sean, played by Simu Liu. I really liked him. It's the first time I've seen him in something. And I thought, you know, the fight scenes throughout, very reminiscent of martial arts movies. Mm. And I loved seeing those fights. I think it was great. And right. I think there was like a perfect, aside from the end, which we'll talk about after the Spoiler Horn, I think there was a great amount of action and story and character building throughout. Right. I think it was really good. Right. I think that like good old fashioned martial arts without a ton of CG. Now there's a couple right. of fights where like the guy's got a sword arm. So you like you know there's a, there's like it feels good in a superhero movie to not just have blasty 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 right, blasty. Right, right. But like really like top notch martial arts whoever the i'm going to find the choreographer the choreographer can get yeah all of them are really good i will say for a moment nate mentioned another character which is sword arm guy i think that's his official name in the imdb no henchman number five who got promoted to a lot oh, sorry razor fist is the character name played by <laughs> florian montanu like taser face <laughs> this guy has a sword for an well he doesn't have an arm his arm stops right underneath the elbow. Yep. And there's like this metal apparatus where when he wants to fight, a sword pops out. But whenever he's not fighting, there's nothing there. He doesn't have a bottom half of his arm. My question was, if you can have a magical sword come out of there, why can't you have like a robot arm so you can tie your shoes? Right. And as I said to you as we were leaving the theater, when fighting is basically all he does, it's he doesn't he really ever want a hand on there. <laughs> Because I really think he is either trying to kill people or sleeping. <laughs> one or the other. I did love that at one point his car is commandeered by the main characters. And his car is like this BMW SUV that has like paint on the side that's yes. like razor face or something. That was very funny. Anyway, choreography is great. The fight scenes minus the like end fight scenes were really beautiful. And I guess some of the end fight scenes too, like as far as the martial arts part. What do you think about San Francisco kind of playing a role near the beginning of this movie? There's like a car chase in San Francisco. How do you yeah, right. how do you feel about that as part of it? Because I I love when movies are based in San Francisco <laughs> personally. <laughs> I, I loved it. And I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe usually takes place in like New York or like random other countries. So I was down to see another major city, you know. Hopefully there'll be an MCU in Chicago one day. That'd be nice. Yeah. Batman's in Chicago. Christopher Nolan's Batman was filmed in Chicago. Oh, but I'm sorry. I mean, ba- it's in Batman's Gotham. in Gotham City. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That's a major difference if people don't know. Marvel is based in like real city places. DC right. stuff is in made up cities. Star City. and Metropolis. Right. Gotham, that kind of stuff. But anyway, I, no, I love the scenery. San Francisco is great. Yeah. thought it was very good. I also thought overall, no spoilers, the relationships that get built between brother and sister and between their father, flashbacks that we get with the mother. I liked the relationship development and I thought that was all pretty strong. I thought that was good. Yeah, I agree for about half of the relationships. And I think there Mm -hmm. are some that kind of get neglected. 
or you get shorthand for it. I think that the brother sister dynamic could have there could have been a lot more there. Yeah, it started really cool when they yes. kind of finally meet after a long time and all that. Like that was cool, right. but yeah, I would like to see more of that. Apparently, again, we did not stay for the post credit scene, which I was a little salty about. I'm gonna be honest. I wanted to stay for the post credit scene. We can watch it right now. I already read the article about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate was falling asleep and it was literally like twelve thirty at night. So I understand. But apparently we'll get more story from the sister character in future movies. Oh, great. So there you go. Okay. That's that. Good. Problem anyway, solved. Let's rate this movie because we have to talk about some All of the of major it. things about yep. it. We got to talk about the rest. On a scale of zero, I was going to say 10 rings, but we got to do five. Zero to five rings because apparently every once in a while, five of the rings of the 10 just kind of float out there and go, I don't want to be on this guy's I arm. I have so many questions. So anyway, zero to five. I'm going to give this movie four out of five rings. Mm. I think it was a really good movie. I enjoyed watching it. Even the last fight scene, which we're going to talk about after the spoiler horn, goes a little over the top, but I enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. Mm. Four out of five. What do you say? I'm going to give Shang-Chi three and a half rings. Okay. I'm going to start doing this when we rate movies. I've been thinking about a new section of the podcast oh i haven't told you about this at all i was gonna say just bringing on you i thought we had a planning meeting earlier we never talked about this yeah i would like to when i rate a movie Mm -hmm. i would like to do some sort of fancy simile some sort of wacky comparison like an sat this movie is like blah okay and i want to say as part of my three and a half this movie is like a day at the beach it is really I know where you're fun. Going. I know where you're going with this. For like the first hour and a half. Maybe even two. Maybe even two. And I really had a good time, just like at the beach. But I think by the end of it, yeah. you look around and you think, it's still the beach. It's still good. It's still Marvel. <laughs> but I'm a little burnt. A little burnt. I'm a little sunburnt. Got a little too close to the sun. I'm also... A little hungry, and the mm. goldfish are not quite filling me up like they should. Right, right. And I'm kind of ready to go back to the hotel room. Gotcha. But other people are still around, so I'm at the beach maybe an hour longer than I should be. And it, I think gotcha. the final 30 minutes of this movie is like that final hour at the beach where it's like, it's still the beach. It's still Marvel. It's still fun. It's sure, still great. Sure, sure. But I ready to ready go. to go. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. And that's what this... Shang-Chi for me is a day at the beach. <laughs> I like that. Do I need to start? I'll start doing Should I start doing that? Or you just you want can. to do your thing? <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the spoiler horn. And we're going to talk about the rest of the movie. Spoilers starting now. The relationship with the, the mom and dad and the kids. I liked all the flashback scenes. I'm glad they finally revealed how the mom died because they talk about that throughout the whole movie. They're like, you know, dad changed when mom died and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, are we ever going to know? Right. And I think they portrayed that well. And I was emotionally invested. Like when the mom like had to fight this group of guys by herself, kid is watching. I thought that was pretty effective. I thought the tenderness between the mom and, uh, Chong as a boy was really effective. Yes. 
Like I really yeah. thought that their dynamic was really good. And then like after she dies and the dad's like training him and he's like punching that the tree wood or pole yeah. over and over again, like yeah. and crying and he got the, the bloody knuckles and stuff like, <sighs> yes, I thought that was really, really effective. I yeah. kind of think that that was the, I was more emotionally invested in that past than I was in the present. So the, the movie then again, if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it, we just don't care about spoilers. The dad, he put the rings back on his arms once his wife died Mm -hmm. and he got really cold and mean again. And it was one of these things where is he good or bad? I think is a question throughout the movie. And it's like, you know, over the thousands of years, maybe he was kind of bad, but then he, finds his wife in the forest from this mystical town of Lao To. Oh, that's pretty La La To. La To. I always think of the font Lado, so I don't know if, mm. <laughs> if that's messing me up. Which it was a cool fight scene between the mom and dad yep. where they meet or whatever. But he takes off the rings and I guess we're supposed to believe he becomes a good guy. And then his wife dies and then he becomes a bad guy again. Well not even necessarily how even a good guy, but he sort of like puts away his conquestingness. He puts away his selfish ambition, I guess you could say. And he's you're right. And he's <laughs> he's he's donned. He's 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 <laughs> taken off the ten rings that so easily entangle. So it's good. But I I believe like when he finds his kids again, you know, because he, he's trying to get these pendants which go on a dragon's face, which reveal the path to the town of Lady. Why does the mom not tell? Hey, I'm giving you these pendants. Oh, I know, People I know. never do this in movies. When they give you a special locket <laughs> and they, they say something cryptic like, remember, this will help you find your way home. Right. From those words, I will never I think to put it. this into that dragon in our old home. You've basically given me an escape room task, but the escape room is Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Where do I put this? find your way home. Like, I would have better luck if it's like written on the back. It says like the instructions. Put some instructions. Yeah, call on USAA it. for roadside assistance. <laughs> PO box or you know go to this storage. But anyway, when the dad finds his kids again and they're adults, you know, mm-hmm. I believed the push and pull of the dad truly believing yes. that his deceased wife is not really dead, but behind this mystical gate in this town. After all those years, I finally found something worth growing old for. Why did the dad send people to... Why didn't he send them to say, I'm your dad, please come with us on this helicopter? I feel like if he would have Why did he just send people to go to kill him? Kill him. <laughs> I don't know. And like they were trying really hard to kill them. They were he would now he <laughs> the, said the painted face guy he was said really in one kill. line oh, I well, I knew they couldn't kill him. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's a that's, they that's were on a the, gamble. They were on the side of the building a moment ago. Your son might have kind of lost his edge. <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, the whole like fighting ring that the sister builds, uh-huh. I find that interesting. I think it's hilarious that Wong is there. Yes. And so that was just kind of cool, just as a side note. But anyway, I believe that the dad truly believes that he is on the good quest right. to rescue his wife. Yes. And so I think that makes for a good character flaw in him. And so I believed all that. And so supposedly he thinks his wife is behind this mystical gate in the from the town of the font Lado. And but it's actually the demon thing. Right. Behind the gate calling to him, pretending kind of the, to the be the squid his wife. dragon. The squid the, the I haven't seen Squid Game. I don't know. Is that is that a 
No, nope. I just said squid dragon. Just a squid it was a dragon. dragon with a squid-like tentacles. That's exactly, I don't know. That's exactly right. But Aquafina and Sean, with the help of Ben Kingsley and and his who's great in this. and his pet, I initially didn't like him. Like when he was first showed up on screen, uh-huh. I was like, I don't need comedic relief. Like just keep doing the movie. But he was fine. And his when Aquafina called his pet the chicken pig, I kind of lost it. But even if that chicken pig is right, we're still locked in your. I also lost it in you the theater. You did enjoy the part. When they were on the train, started fighting, and then one guy started streaming it. Yeah. <laughs> he starts narrating to his followers. I literally laughed out loud for like 30 seconds. You did. It, it was, was pretty- quite It was quite great to be around. <laughs> I, I lost it. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Clev, coming at you live on the bus. I actually did take a little bit of martial arts as a youth, so I'm going to try and grade this fight as we're going. So Sean and Aquafina find the secret town first. I like their time there. I like like the little training that they both do. Michelle Yeoh doesn't age. No, she does not. And nope. she looks great. Amazing. And, like, I believe her fighting. In I all believe those her fighting. <laughs> all those I, like she has like a fight scene with yeah with him, and it's love like it. oh love yeah, it. I believe that they're like equally yeah. matched. Absolutely. Also, I kind of love the creatures in this like secret mystical town. There is one that's kind of like a like a lion esque sort of yes. thing that just kind of is in the background, just kind of smizing and glaring. But they put armor on him during before the fight. I love that thing whatever it is whatever it is love that thing before we get to the final fight scene yeah this is kind of around the time and where aquafina and our main guy sort of developing a romance so let's go to romance corner oh yes yes there is so little romance but it's still a corner because absolutely there are like three moments one moment, Aquafina sees him without a shirt and goes, hmm? <laughs> I never thought about it. Right. Two, they, um, at the very end, she puts her head on his shoulder. Right. And three, they, like, have some, like, riding in the, the plane, like, kind of flirtatiousness. Right. But also, and at Aquafina's home, Sean goes there to like pick her up and the grandmother says, when are you guys going to get married? I feel like I could have used a little bit more script of saying sure. why they have never considered it of being together or like maybe one person had and one person hadn't. Yeah. It was a great friendship yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. And it had just a tiny bit of romance in towards the end. And even at the end, it's not like we see a kiss or some sort of big declaration or anything. And maybe they're just even closer friends now at, at the end. But I could have loved like a little bit of his reply to the grandma. like, Or like maybe they're dating other people or something. I was... Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know more about their love life, They had Steven. that They had that dinner date earlier in the movie with like two friends. And the two friends were like... Two friends were together. Yeah, they were married. And I think they said something like, what, when are you guys going to like Girl. do this thing? They were like, oh, we've known each other for 10 years. I feel like that's a typical life story, though. People yeah. are like, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get why you're scared to actually use it for something serious. Wow. You sound like my mom. I walked out of that movie saying, Stephen, are they still friends? And you said, no, no, no. I think they're, I think they're together now. All right, so the final fight scene. So once they get to the town of Talo, the dad's there with his army. They're going to fight. 
And the town and Sean and Aquafina, they're trying to stop the dead from opening the mystical gate. He thinks his wife made is behind Made of dragon it. scales. Made of dragon scales. It's a cool looking gate. I'll give him that. But they tell this whole legend of behind this gate is basically like a bunch of demons. Right. That eat souls. And, and there's like one big like devil demon, like big <laughs> king demon. There's the boss demon. That like all the little ones take, take their the souls. <laughs> like kind of like baby like, like a storks. mom bringing, they're like they're storks bringing food yeah yeah exactly no, soul they're soul storks this, okay so anyway so these soul storks <laughs> drop off all these little baby soul balls In, into the mouth feeding the baby bird of but it's the a giant big, squid dragon so the fight scene of like trying to prevent the dad from getting to the gate i think that's a great fight scene it's all good cool martial arts they yep. got cool weapons the creatures are fighting that's fun the the ten rings or the eleventh ring as I call them, they have kind of glowy blue things, right? For no reason, they just glow blue. But and then the people of Talo have the glowy red things, which are all dragon bits, <laughs> yes, right? Dra- yeah, they're from the dragon. They're from the Great Protector, which is a dragon. But and the Great Protector is the dragon that's under the water. Yes, has he been just giving? scales out just willy-nilly or is that kind of like whenever he cuts his fingernails like they get a bit <laughs> whenever he clips his nails it might be a mana situation like they just wake up and their scales everywhere i don't know oh it could be slough a little sloughing <laughs> yeah uh, why is he i guess the dragon can do whatever he wants i guess he breathes underwater just kind of lives under there i think he's just yeah I think he they spoke him. of him like he was just so, like barely ever present I think, I think he's kind of in like hibernation until he's really needed Mm-hmm. until like called upon he's a he says call me when you need call me maybe. like don't call me too <laughs> okay so the dad gets to the gate and he's starting to hammer the thing he puts all 10 rings on, on one, one arm, arm exactly and gives it the old heave-ho boost <laughs> like a ram battering right. ram he's hitting the thing and little demons start coming out oh, it's a bad day so it's not a good sign those things pretty ugly all CG. Yeah. How? Yeah. How would you describe their uh, their look? Because it seemed a little bit like squid bats. I'm gonna go back to squids because there are a lot of legs. There's definitely there's tentacles with bat wings, but like a humanoid type head that looks like a vampire-y thing. Okay. A vampire squid bat. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that's it. That's pretty pretty good. So they start floating out. They're sucking souls out of people. <laughs> The blue weapons don't do anything to them. You have to have a dragon weapon. Apparently. Apparently. Right. And also, can you avoid getting your soul sucked out if you don't look at them? Or is it kind uh, of like... I think they just pull are, it out. Okay. <laughs> you got to kill it. Otherwise, it just sucks the soul right out of you. Right. Now, I was waiting for the fight scene between Shang-Chi and his dad. And so we get this fight scene in front of the gate. And it, <laughs> they, they just made a face. It was okay. No, but this is when the movie starts taking that turn. Yes, when they, yes. they move to across from the the village, which has a place and a setting to it. Right. It has grass and paths huts. and huts and places. Then there's water. And then beyond that is the cave. And the cave has land in front of it. Yes. And we start moving to... What is just kind of a no place, a CG sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's the green screen room. A, a gumbo of CG. Exactly. <laughs> and as they fight, 
there is no sense of place and right. they're using the rings and it starts to get pretty cg it's a lot of cg my next question is this is handling the 10 rings like all the things you can do with them is that something that they kind of teach you or that mm. you're kind of thinking to yourself how in the world am i supposed to use these 10 rings because they're be. pretty creative in their usage of them. It must be complicated because sometimes they like shoots the rings off the arm and they become projectiles. Right. But then they come back. Like they and you are not back. invulnerable, right? Like these rings no. don't protect you from getting like shot with a gun. No, but because in the opening scene, he like spins the ring around his body to create like a bubble. Right. And then he's protected. But no, An the electron rings field. That's exactly SPDF. It. What is that? The electron cloud uh, rotation. Oh, that's very good. But you can, apparently the rings come back. So there's some kind of like retracting mechanism. Right. When you fire them out. And then you can also use them to like step on. There was one part where he like steps on the rings to like, right. you know, and be in the And sometimes you can kind of move them about you in a swirly way that's just maybe to look cool. Like you're well, like King Sonic. Here's the thing. In the earlier fight scene with the dad and mom, the mom like takes the rings for a second like away from the dad. And that's what right. Shang-Chi does here at the end. He takes five first and he begins to like Sonic ring them around himself. Right. And he's in kind of a way like you shot them at me and I'm keeping them from coming back to you and kind of wooing them to me. But then they turn color, like they turn orange to show that they like belong to Shang-Chi now. Right. And then he got the other five and he did like this, Dragon Ball Z, like <laughs> he like zhuzhed <laughs> them all together. It was like a ball, like a of fusion energy. ball. Yes, you remember like the Gillette commercials, the Gillette Fusion, where they had the orange ball and the blue ball. <laughs> yes, and it's like yes, exactly. With right. five blades <laughs> and a smooth applicator, <laughs> the closest shave you'll ever experience. Yeah, yeah. But then I was expecting him to like fire this spirit bomb at his dad. That's Dragon Ball Z reference, if you don't know. So I just want to throw that I out I don't there. know Dragon Ball Z, so well done. And that was for uh, for Dragon Ball Z. Josh, that was basically for Josh. Um, and then, But he doesn't. He just like lets the rings fall on the ground, and he tries to talk to his dad again, like reason with him, I think. And I don't understand why he did that, because then the dad gets him back, and then the big demon comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Remember he that? was showing that he didn't want to kill his dad. But his dad was still like going crazy. Like, you got to stop your dad first. You know what I'm saying? Like, before you put on your own oxygen mask, out, stop knock, your dad from summoning the Dark Lord. Knock him out first. But they, they don't succeed. And so the giant... If at first you don't <laughs> succeed. So the giant demon bat octopus comes out. This is the big guy. He's basically a Pacific Rim monster. He's a ka- kaiju. He's a kaiju with tentacles. Right. Where are the tentacles are coming out of? Are those his tail? Are they coming out of, like, his stomach? There is no way to understand... <laughs> the anatomy of that monster <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense i don't think the people animating that monster they just ever knew how he would look if he just stopped moving for a second <laughs> because it's like well, right. we didn't have a place for those tentacles to connect to the body it's fine they'll all be moving around at all times it didn't make any sense now that i'm thinking about it like i don't think we ever get like a full i think they're kind of underneath underneath what his his dragon body. Yeah, but the, does he have a tail too? Yeah, he's got a tail. Does he have four limbs plus tentacles? 
Why don't we just look up? The there, there's no picture of this thing. This thing. <laughs> I don't think this thing has ever been. How seen. would you go about finding it on the internet? Big baddie. Nate and I have now Googled images of what is supposedly the name of this thing is the Dweller in Darkness, which is the giant vampire bat squid. Yeah, that's what I'm looking, looking at. Looking at the same thing? That's okay. what I'm looking at right now. Looks like the tentacles are the tails. <laughs> right. And that's kind of what the little things looked like, too. Just babies. Yeah. Wow, this is really troubling. It's a little bit like who are the, the ones that the Nazgul ride? What are those? The, oh, fell beasts. Cecily would know. Uh, Cecily would have known the fell beasts. They, they do look like that, except tentacles instead of one tail. Right. But this thing comes out. And like it looks like all hope is lost, right? You know, and the, the little demons are still bringing souls to it, and it's getting bigger and bigger, or stronger and stronger. And then the dragon comes, pie comes out. Shang Chi gets knocked into the water. Oh, that's right. And floats on down, and then sees right the dragon. We yes. can't see the dragon because it's a little murky CGI. <laughs> a lot of bubbles. A lot yeah. of bubbles yeah. going on. Yeah. But anyway, then the, that dragon comes out, and there's a kaiju battle. It's a kaiju battle. And I'm fine with kaiju battles. I'm fine with that too. But <laughs> yeah. humans don't belong in kaiju battles that's, unless that's you're point. in a giant Pacific Rim mech suit. Right. And Shang Chi and his sister like ride the good dragon for a while, but uh-huh. do nothing. Do nothing. He doesn't use the rings to shoot the other thing. Oh, we did miss that one part where the dad, like, as the dad is getting his soul sucked by the dweller in darkness, he gives the rings to Shang Chi. Like he makes right. them float over to him. So that was a nice moment. If you're the dad. While you're getting your soul sucked. Maybe say one line. Just one line of going, oh, beans. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're <laughs> not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. Should right? he, shouldn't you say like, oh, I'm sorry, son. I thought that was my wife back there. Turns out it's a giant dweller in darkness. Demon okay. monster. If you were Shang Chi's dad, uh-huh. your soul is literally leaving your body. Mm-hmm. You have one line you can say. Mm-hmm. Do you say, "I'm sorry, son," mm-hmm. or "I'm proud of you, son"? I think you say, "I'm sorry." You think you say, "I'm sorry." Right? Well, when you, if you're the dad and your soul's getting sucked at that moment, you should be thinking, "I've released a terrible evil upon the world." <laughs> Probably should say a quick, "I'm," and you know what? The sorry can account for not just the giant beast, but also turning your son into a 14-year-old assassin and also like right. making it so that your kids have to run away from you and you become a roving warlord. So you say, I'm sorry. He has no relationship with the one-armed guy. He's just a henchman. Yeah, but... It's just a hired hand. Just gets money. Anyway, Kaiju battle with the people, it got so big. It felt like... Even bigger than some of like the Infinity War stuff. Like it just so many so particles big. flying around. <laughs> particles and water. water. So much water. <laughs> so much water. The dragon is basically Raya's last dragon. You know. It's a cool it's looking dragon, design. but you don't really see it all the time because it's kind of always got water around it. Yeah. At some point in time, Aquafina fires uh, an arrow. Yeah. One arrow. Takes. T- <laughs> One arrow. really hurts the big bad. Yeah, well, it was a dragon scale arrow, so you know. Don't they all shoot dragon scale arrows? They do. I felt bad when her, like, the old guy who was, like, trying to teach her bow and arrow, he gets his soul sucked. Yeah. I was a little sad about that. That's rough. But then it ends with Shang-Chi, like, 
injecting the Ten Rings into the Dweller of Darkness. And he's kind of falling. And while he's falling, he's doing... So he learned during this movie... Yes. Part of the moral of the story for him is that you are... Take the good from both of your parents. Take the good from your mother. But there's also parts from your father that were good. They're both in you. They're both in you. And you need to like embrace that. So he was being both like powerful, but also using like mom, mom stuff. Mom's floaty leaf stuff. Floaty leaf stuff. Right. Exactly. Right. Using the wind. It seemed like he was, when he put the rings in the Dweller of Darkness, I don't know if he was falling or if he was just like floating there. It looked like he was just floating there. For oh, I thought he was falling. That was a very long fall if he was falling. Like he falling must have been falling style. very, so, that was good. And then he explodes the demon guy right and gets the rings back and then it's good this goes to a movie trope that i do not like which is a hero just kind of muscling up incredible power because it was inside them the whole time like he's had a whole 10 minutes with these rings too yeah he has not learned how to (laughs) use these rings yeah it would have been cool if i would have seen like his dad showing him like giving him like Hey, son, try this one ring out. Put this on your arm. We'll show you how it works. Right. But like, it kind of at the end, it was more just like, all right, be super powerful and yeah. destroy a dragon. And it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like, it was, you know, fun to watch for the most part, but it just felt so over the top a little bit. Do they, and they leave that area and go back, obviously. Yes. Towards the end. We didn't talk about the forest that tries to eat people. Is that always the forest? Is, is that a, <laughs> is that a tallow feature? Or is that a bug <laughs> to get there? It's a protective measure, I think. Like if they want to come back and visit, do they have to go through that maze all over again? That's a good question. They might. And also, I feel like with a, Picture a tank-sized battle bot with blades on all sides. I think I could take down that forest. Yeah, because when they were just standing by the forest, it just seemed to be bamboo trees. Right. Like, it wasn't like the bamboo was looking at them or that there was like, (laughs) (laughs) that you couldn't cut it down. I think it was a cool, I liked the maze thing. I I liked them going through it. I liked the fact that Ben Kingsley can talk to the (laughs) That is hilarious. chicken pig. The chicken pig. That was pretty good. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to see it again. It's on Disney Plus, so you know it doesn't cost anything. I'm going to watch it again, see how it goes. I yeah. wanted. I thought up until the final battle, I thought I can watch this with my kids. But then I'm like, man, there's like a thousand demons in this thing. So I don't know if it's too scary. How about you just watch like the first hour and a half with them? I mean, you, you don't get <laughs> the end. <laughs> you don't get the end. I don't know. You get the end. I don't know. We'll see. I do feel like... The little bat demons. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. There's something not scary about that whole scene. I think because it's all a CG world and it's yeah. like, maybe you just get pulled out of it enough. But I guess there are a lot of them. And they're they, sucking, they sucking souls. souls. They're sucking your soul. That's the thing. Okay. So what are, what are Shang-Chi's powers? He, martial yeah. art. Really good at martial He's arts. Really good at martial arts. And owns 10 rings. And also, he can do the things his mom does, I think, which like floating leaf stuff, leaf, leaf stuff, leaf. <laughs> He's a professional leaf blower. Yeah, I would like to hear more about what what she was kind of able to do. I think it would be cool when Shang Chi is part of like 
a team of other Avenger type characters. Right. Is it kind of like controlling the elements sort of thing? Are you like airbending, waterbending sort of avatar like? I don't know. That'd be cool. I think the rings are cool though. So we'll see. I'm hit or miss on the rings, to be honest. When I I saw the rings floating around, there's been so much Sonic in my life. They're. Yeah. Those CG rings. I don't know. Did Sonic come after the original rings in the comic books, though? That'd be a good question. I have no idea about the comic books. Listeners, let us know. Comic historians, (laughs) let us know what came first, Sonic the Hedgehog or the Ten Rings of Shang-Chi. You can comment on our Instagram, at movies on the side. You can also listen to our bonus episode. Nate and I talked about an escape room we did together right before we recorded this podcast. You can get access to those bonus episodes at patreon.com slash movies on the side. Or write an Apple podcast. You can subscribe there. And don't forget, you can help the show out by giving us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And as we always say, Calm down, mate. I'm not dead. It's just a performance. (laughs) Now get down here and play along.